you know um, agriculture has been going on for centuries it's you who have come in and introduced an application so you have to deal with the complexity around it we started off with the hypothesis we let wise mm-hmm. um we figured out it doesn't work but we also figured out the exact problems the farmers face so we started tackling those problems one by one we want to be a tech first entity mm-hmm. right we want tech tech to be the backbone and then we can fill in the gaps using people but every day you get to learn something new the things that we're trying to do here are worth failing at right so mm-hmm. you can experiment and you have to try and get these right Hi, welcome back to the Crop Chronicles podcast. My name is Nia and I'm still your host today. Um thanks for sticking around for the third episode and I have with me today a special guest. Although we always have special guests. <laughs> Let's give a warm welcome for our chief product officer Arnav. Hi Arnav. Hi Nia. Hello everyone. Happy to be Hi. here. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Uh good yeah today is very cloudy here so after a really sunny day yesterday so it's a little bit depressing <laughs> just kidding it's always like this and <laughs> it's from Jakarta office so it's it's always fun being here we had a sort of a ping pong gathering last evening we've been planning our budgets for next year so oh, yeah that's good that's good it's been stressful and post working has have been fun so yeah it's it's uh, pretty much usual in Jakarta it's a good balance it's a good balance <laughs> And it's very nice to hear that everyone is gathering in Jakarta and everyone is having fun. Uh anyway, I'm very happy to have you here today to talk about Chiba and our rather peculiar but innovative product and services. So before we start though, can you please say hi to our listeners and can you introduce yourself, your roles and anything that um uh, you want to tell us about yourself? Sure. Uh hello everyone. I'm Arnav. I look after the product team at Chiba. My day job is basically trying very hard to get out of the way of others, trying to unblock people uh and then hopefully building a tool that creates impacts in the livelihood of farmers. So yeah, trying uh to be helpful to the farmers in uh the small way that I can. Yeah. It's been a it's been a very diverse uh experience for you career-wise. So how has the experience been for you as CPO at Jiva? very challenging and i've had a lot of opportunities to sort of grow and develop business because you know last year is when we actually hit a great scale and mm-hmm. now we're trying to grow across different uh, commodities and then open up inputs re-enter advisory so a lot of things happening even on the india front with agricentral getting to mm. 11 million uh, users 11 uh, million yes that that community has grown quite a bit yeah. uh, Now now is a true challenge but then um every single day we want to be able to digitize them or the nearest touch point so we have our entire community of collectors we have our own internal teams now we have retail stores lots of mm-hmm. business coming in from there um so every day is a new challenge we get to know a lot of things that we did not know yeah it has been challenging but uh, things things are great uh, trying to implement a digital solution in uh, in this sector is a pretty rewarding feeling talking about digitizing farmers trying to create value for farmers and uh talking also about challenges that you mentioned so a product is arguably the most important thing in a startup 
and we are building a product for farmers who live predominantly in rural areas where i don't know infrastructure or digital literacy might be limited and whose way of work are largely very physical in nature so there must have been like distinct challenges to build this kind of product. So can you share from experience, what are the challenges that we found from the ground and how are we overcoming it? So I'll approach this a bit differently. Mm. So we say that a product is the, you know, central most thing uh, mm-hmm. in a startup. Uh, and I'll probably disagree on that. Okay. Although I run that like function. That. But uh, I would definitely say that for Jiva uh, and in general, like for any business, value creation is the center of it all. Okay. Uh, product is a mode. So if you are selling a software that optimizes supply chain, you're selling your product, but actually you're selling a value that is created for the end user or the client. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, here, um, even at Jiva, it's the value that's that's the most important thing. Are you able to uplift the livelihoods of farmers? Product is a mode of delivering that value to the farmer. Mm-hmm. In operations heavy uh, companies and in the entire industry, agri-tech, agriculture in specific, uh, it is still the value. Product is again mm-hmm. means to an end, right? Okay. So, uh, what do we have in a product? We have a microcollector app. We have a farmer application. We have uh, application for our internal teams to manage our network. Um, we have applications where people can come and uh, you know purchase inputs. We have applications mm-hmm. where people can come and uh, uh, sell harvest. But at the end of it, it is the transparency in pricing. Um, you know the quick turnaround of cash. And then, um, you know, everywhere we go, we get to hear this quite a lot that, you know, Jiva has honest scales, Jiva doesn't tease the, uh, you know, cheat the farmers. And mm. that's what is, is, is at the center of it all. Mm. So when we talk about challenges uh, that come in creating value first, uh, mm. that's when we get to the challenges that go in building the product. Yeah. So the first part is this entire uh, sector that we talk about uh we do not have we started off in south sulawesi indonesia one province uh not the most tech savvy province um yeah. biggest province in terms of corn which was a primary commodity um smartphone penetration was probably at abysmal 37 percent 37 percent of households have a smartphone in south sulawesi that become that became a problem for us mm. uh, even reach out to the farmers that you want to sell okay. um and uh from a product perspective uh, you can build the most easy to use, beautiful looking, smart, fast software, but if it doesn't get used by the people, it's worth nothing. Right? Yeah. So that was the challenge. Like, how do you get something in the hands of people that you want to serve? So that's when we started getting, um, changing our operating model to digitize mm-hmm. the nearest touch points, which were micro collectors or sahabajivas in our case. That sahabajivas are relatively more tech literate, relatively more tech savvy than our farmers. So they can actually be the medium for us. They can mm. serve the farmers in which we want them to serve them, right? And um, that's how the entire micro collector app and the entire backend that we have um, came into being to, uh, to serve it. Um, fun part around that, and the not so fun part around that, was that when we actually started building out our product uh, mm-hmm. with our Jiva platform, um, that was during the pandemic. Mm. Uh, now, if you look at the dynamics, the way our company is structured, we have probably 90 plus percent of our operations in Indonesia. Yeah. A lot of farmer engagement in India through AgriCentral, right? Um, and most of our development team is based out of India. Mm. We could not travel to our users. We could not meet our users in person. Mm. So a lot of it was hit in trial. 
there was an operational team at the branches who used to talk to our farmers and they used to relay that information to us our branch managers procurement analysts uh, all of these uh, used to go down uh, meet the farmers and then they would we would be on zoom calls with them because travel wasn't open our product managers or developers wouldn't actually visit the end users who they were creating from this was the biggest challenge this yeah. continued till 2021 um towards the end of 2021 early 22 is when travel actually opened up where we mm. could have we meaningfully went on ground and started interacting with people so um we started off building a lot of our product uh, in the dark mm-hmm. uh, we did not know about the processes that were actually happening and then you know uh, if you want to scale in this kind of a business you have to platformize a lot of stuff you know what you build for corn procurement and south sulawesi should also work in east java should also work in central java lampong gorantalo you should even be able to you know pick this entire thing up make it work in a new geography new currencies new ways of working new languages new operational nuances and all of that should seamlessly work that's what the expectation comes in right mm. uh, but when you don't even know your user um <laughs> that becomes very difficult so challenges for us in the last year were first not being able to meet our audience um mm. second um operations heavy business thin margins very limited scope of uh, experimentation and that being said your rural user is a rural user uh if they find things complex they will not use you um you cannot tell them how to do their day jobs they've been doing it for 100 years um uh, most of these families are generational farmers they have mm. been system for about 300 years and then suddenly you walk in and you say that hey you know this is how you should sell your corn they'll be like please uh, don't don't tell us how to do that <laughs> <laughs> what do you know <laughs> you know what do you know and exactly what do we know uh, so um and then we we got this feedback uh, you know in a very hard manner when we went on ground mm-hmm. and we asking people how do you find the app and all and you know i i don't know the exact bahasa translation but people were very kind enough to tell us that you know um, agriculture has been going on for centuries it's you who have come in and introduced an application so you have to deal with the complexity around it you have to make sure that we adopt it uh, mm-hmm. uh that, that's how it went the challenges that we face now are slightly different while adoption is still a challenge getting yeah. our sahabat jiva to be able to transact with the farmers in the way we wanted it's still a challenge but it's improving over time hmm. uh, in the newer areas that we've come in let's say central java we have 60% plus smartphone penetration east java maybe 75% plus so now we are in a space where we can actually think of digitizing the farmer directly hmm. we've started putting a lot of effort on farmer initiatives we've relaunched a farmer application we're putting in prop doctor disease diagnosis input sales a lot of stuff on the farmer app but our mc or micro collectors sahabat jiva they're also now very empowered um the average throughput that we used to get from our micro collectors 2 years ago it's mm-hmm. just double of it now so they can manage a huge span of farmers a much higher span of farmers so the impact that we are creating is now spreading on top of that our business lines are increasing mm. uh did import we did off take we're just experimenting with insurance uh we are bringing in more and more buy now pay later um kind of experiences we're getting into our own um line of inputs later so mm. it's going to be pretty exciting now the challenges now are going to be slightly different but these yeah. are going to be there wow it's quite a journey it's quite a journey and I, i'm i'm very uh, enlightened when you said that um when i ask about like what is the challenge uh, to build this product and you said that well building the product is the challenge yeah. but yeah it was it was very like 
because it's as you said a mean to an end and so the mean itself it's kind of like the um, the challenges and uh, what you just described of how the journey has been like from one challenge to another from one product and it's like kind of develop it uh, kind of illustrate how product for the farming community uh, the dynamic of it and so yeah what I what I have observed a digital startup what they do usually is pick a problem and then build the digital uh, tools to kind of solve it so how did we decide when we first start which problems that farmers face on the ground to be solved with digital product like what are the considerations or rather why in the first place did we think that digital product is the way to solve such problems i, I don't think that we did that uh, and it's okay. been the exciting story um please mm-hmm, mm-hmm. share so we um so we are unlike a lot of other startups Uh, mm-hmm. We are a corporate-backed startup. Um, so we started off as a wholly owned subsidiary of Olam, uh, with a single vision that we want to work with smallholder farmers. And the first thing that came to our mind was not a digital product to procure, but it was mm-hmm. digital advice, which seemed yeah. like this thing. It was easy. Mm. Um, we could run research on the kind of crops that we want to advise on, best farming practices, use of insecticides, herbicides, seed treatment, uh, maybe improve the yield a bit. and then we could transactions that's just the approach that we wanted to take we went ahead we went out with something that we called a nudge brain uh, mm-hmm. basically our nudge engine which mm-hmm. farmers with advisory and very soon we got slapped uh, on our faces by farmers they're saying that hey we we are okay we don't really need your advice mm. we ask for it when we need it. but you don't walk into our houses giving us advice on how farming should be done mm. um we have genuine problems we have problems of non availability of credit mm. we have problems of money lenders charging us insanely high interest rates um and in case of a crop failure we have a genuine problem of not being able to repay that loan season after season and getting stuck into the species cycle of loans um we don't have a clarity on what a fair price should be for a crop mm. these are you know primary problems can you solve these for us and and that's how this entire thing about running inputs and off takes and credit and linking that came into being mm. um we started off with providing input credits but the thing with credit is that you know though we come from corporate backgrounds we don't have infinitely deep pockets we yeah. cannot just go ahead and change the world on day zero we cannot just give out free money and expect that everything is going to work out fine there are mm. limitations to it um and at the bottom of it we are a company um which means we are profit for purpose there is purpose we are all aligned to it but there's also profit we have to be very considerate of that and i don't want to sound evil at the cost of it but um there is a very fine line uh in terms of the kind of expenditures that you can do running a profit for purpose um versus charity right yeah have a vision of being a profit for purpose you have to have a sound purpose but you also have to have a sustainable vision to get to profitability mm. because whatever you do is extremely thin margin but we said that hey we're not going to give you money uh, we're going to give you inputs worth that money so if you have a 1 hectare field uh, we're going to give you inputs up to 20 kgs of corn seeds which is exactly the amount that's required and because we started off with advisory we had this sorted we knew what would be required to do 
they're going to give you seed treatment they're going to give you insecticides pesticides herbicides and then you are on your way you can start and when you are done harvesting we're going to purchase that harvest from you at you know better than your current price because we know that there are intermediaries here we'll disintermediate them and we'll make a profit there mm. and what you get in return is you get more money and this is how we started and then we started realizing that credit itself is tough um you cannot just run it independently um but we also saw a very strong opportunity mm. that there were these tech savvy smart people in these communities who were collectors mm. who could mm. procure harvest but they lacked working capital mm. uh, so you know if you want to set up a local entrepreneur you need to infuse capital so we, we infused capital there so we yeah. went ahead and we told the micro collectors hey listen we are going to give you capital you go and procure this and then we are going to cycle that cash for you so you send a truck mm-hmm. pay you you send a truck we pay you again and while you're doing this you become a commission agent you continue to make commissions your level of earning increases and then you can probably send two trucks and then we can cycle that and that's worked mm-hmm. out for us so we started off with the hypothesis we let wise mm-hmm. um we figured out it doesn't work but we also figured out the exact problems the farmers face so we started tackling those problems one by one Mm. the more risk averse one to start with but then realize that we have to get our hands dirty to it so we started off with procurement and now we're doing both so that's that's broadly the most simple way in which i can put it we have learned yeah um, it it was a humbling experience to it's humbling every single day <laughs> yeah it was very humbling to you know uh kind of think that oh yeah we can help them by doing this and then like mm-hmm. nope <laughs> yeah yeah So it is exactly like that you know um like uh we we want to be a tech first entity mm-hmm. right to be mm-hmm. able to scale to technology we want tech tech to be the backbone and then we can fill in the gaps using people uh yeah. the other way around that we have a lot of people and then we fill in the gaps using tech that's not the idea um but every day you get to learn something new there are mm-hmm. so many operational nuances you know uh we may suggest the most optimal way of growing corn and harvesting it and you know we give out a moisture meter on a fancy device somebody measures it they find it 18% moisture but it rained last night mm. and everything changes right mm. everything changes from the quality of the corn to the amount of time you have to dry it to which feed mill are you going to send it to everything yeah. but yeah. See, now we have systems in place that can help a micro collector and the farmer do that mm based on the quality of the corn we can actually suggest what are the set of 4 5 6 buyers that would give them the best value yeah. uh, and then you know um what they see is what they get we tell them up front that there are refractions that may happen at these buyers because of the quality so if the quality is bad be sure what you're sending mm. uh, collectors enable the farmers by arranging vehicles transportation trucking processing of their crop and mm. it's turning out to be a pretty nice well net ecosystem Uh so yeah it's been humbling uh we learn every day um and yeah things are good great and how does digital play into this like uh, this is a very like physical networks that uh farmers and collectors and like feed mills have on the ground and you said that we are tech first we have this um uh product and we fill it the gaps with people but the reality is that physical is there first So how yeah. does digital come into like fit into this? So okay, so let's let's take business lines by business lines. When we talk mm. about uh, inputs, it's fairly straightforward. It is yeah. uh, 
giving you the control in terms of a wide assortment of products that are available on click get delivered to where you want them uh, to be delivered and it's a typical e-commerce play uh by mm-hmm. the assortment you have you're giving people a much better discovery platform you know mm-hmm. there's a seed of kind a there's a seed of kind b which is more effective than seed a so maybe that might be a better bet there are discounts that run which otherwise would be very physical very dependent on local retailers and and people going uh, to those retailers and maybe sometimes they might not even get to know about some of these offers or some of the value propositions of these um uh, you know uh, modes that you want to sell yeah <laughs> uh on the off take side it's a pretty different ball game uh on the harvest side a lot of times farmers and collectors when they lack the information about what are the prevailing prices in the market mm-hmm. because they have been habituated uh to sell at a particular place generationally they have been selling at a particular place mm-hmm. um so digital brings in the entire transparency in this entire scheme things um we being a bigger player mm-hmm. have access to a very large number of buyers so we are able to lay it out in the open that hey here are the buyers for you choose where you want to send it do you want to send it to somebody that offers you a high price but also has an extremely high rejection mm-hmm. or somebody who penalizes you very strictly on your quality or something that's closer to you somebody has a faster cash turnaround Right. Mm-hmm. so we open this up create a heavy amount of transparency there the second part is cycling of capital um if you look at an entirely physical model for cycling of capital that will mm-hmm. always be long run um a micro collector can talk to three farmers um and instantaneously create a cash advance request which jiva can fulfill within a matter of minutes if not hours Mm. So basically before you've ended your third call and had your first cup of tea you would already have the cash advance that you would need to procure from these people that's mm. where it is right now that's the value proposition to our end users but where does digital help us jiva as a business risk profiling mm. um, credit checks um, maintenance of ledgers now when we talk about scale uh we procured uh, a quarter of a million tons of corn last year we've already procured more than that value in the first 6 months 7 months this year mm. this is just the tip of the iceberg we're talking about getting to a million tons soon these are heavy volumes right really really heavy volumes divide that by 10 that's the number of transactions financial transactions that will flow uh through your system over the season Mm-hmm. so um like uh, managing 100000 uh cash financial transactions uh during the payout during the recovery phase looking at people who are raising it who are raising it for doing credit checks at different levels giving them the options to pay in installments all of that is it's it's impossible to manage physically mm-hmm. manage it but you'll be very slow so transparency speed efficiency reduction of errors errors important because we are a three person margin business we cannot afford errors right that's that's why digital helps yeah and on top of that uh, like any physical business would you require you to throw people at a problem you know you you have a problem in collection of grns or goods received not from feedmills send somebody there mm. or you is it you can digitize the grn collection that saves uh, a lot of manual effort so yeah digital helps reduce 
manual effort by orders of magnitude nikhil to scale yeah what about what about uh on the farmer side on the on the like as we uh talked about it before that they are if it's if it's hard they don't want to use it because they, their work is already uh, you know very very physically uh hiring to begin with and then if they have to learn this new thing it's kind of like uh no i don't want to do it like how 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 do we make sure that what we build is going to be useful for them that that's a very good question right um, and this is an internal long running uh, theme that we have in our product team right now mm. and um, i think uh, simple is the new difficult uh, okay. keeping things simple uh, for farmers has been extremely challenging throughout Mm. give you some examples and uh, they're really interesting ones to look at so when you when you build a product you look at your target market you look at your mm. audience you profile them you create archetypes and personas and then you start um, building for them yeah. if you build a fashion app you look at who your people are what are their buying preferences what are their age what are their salaries um gender color preferences and then you come up with an archetype and everything works out fine yeah. uh, and then you have a product category for that set of people Now, when you start looking at uh, farming uh, as an uh, as an industry, and then you start running this profiling, uh, things mm. start exciting. You have people from 15 to 75. You have people from all the genders. Mm. You have people from various racial ethnic groups. You have a lot of them following very very different uh, farming styles, farming patterns, and each of them comes in with their own wide experience and preferences. So creating an archetype for a kind of farmer that you want to serve is a nightmare you can absolutely <laughs> and on top of that you want to empower them you want to empower every single one of them you want to be greedy when you're doing it right like i want mm. every single smallholder farmer in indonesia on our platform um so uh, there goes your archetype analysis and then you cannot do too much with it mm. but how does digital help is the outreach that you can create mm. uh, we have a lot of digital models that are running out there a physical plus a digital model yes yeah. jiva centers or retail stores that can potentially become real big centers of commerce um but farmer identity verification farmer access verification you know in indonesia we have the ktp numbers uh, yeah. india we have aadhar cards or uids that we uh, pretty much want to verify bank account creation all of that becomes seamless right um a micro collector can pretty much go to a farmer take their picture enter their um, ktp details and voila everything is done uh, mm. the certification is sort of complete um which otherwise in a physical world somebody would have to go collect a physical document submit it somewhere wait for 3 days for the government to do the job and then things get done right mm. that's helpful and also uh, like it's not just us there are other startups in this entire industry who are doing a lot of great work and mm. you get to integrate with them and then things become compounding so we are working with like 15 different providers right now in terms of identity verification banking bank account verification bank account creation digital transactions and and that in conjunction makes things super easy um another aspect here is that this is a very cash first sort of a sector 
a lot of digital transformation in the banking sector has not really happened in these areas yeah so we actually get a chance to be one of the pioneers in uh, doing that right uh, now people when they see when they transact with this they see a ray of hope they see that hey digital is possible like you can mm-hmm. actually paid you are actually getting paid in your bank account Uh, mm-hmm. so, so that's 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 what has happened but it has been challenging nonetheless like the change that is the change management that's involved uh, and the magnitude of that just to get people to adopt digital banking uh, mm-hmm. transactions it's still a challenge it's still going on now uh, people find it still find it much easier to use uh, smartphones as entertainment devices than uh, business devices right so mm-hmm. but so far this is this has been the read Uh, we've been able to reach out to a very large section of farmers we have been able to maybe serve a few of them very well mm-hmm. uh, over time things are improving the cost of data is going down the cost of a smartphone is going down uh, over time um the idea is to make things engaging and simple so that we can leverage these well enough so this is potentially the last question <laughs> what are the learnings like we have this mission or we have this vision we have this dream to kind of help farmers when they are using uh, our digital products like we we kind of have to uh, convince them that hey this is working and it it based on trust because like as you said they are usually transacting with cash so digital might seems like smoke and mirrors to them like oh is this money exists or whatever and like how do you how did we like based on learnings like build that kind of trust to farmers or to like the uh, uh, rural community that using digital product actually works and it's 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 um, what is it called a uh, trustworthy and that they are going to uh, feel that it is helpful i'll answer the trust part first there's no easy okay. There is absolutely no easy way to do it. Um, you can create a hype by burning some money, creating some noise around you, yeah. but you create trust uh, by doing that. Trust happens with examples when you execute things and when people repeatedly transact with you and people repeatedly interact with you when they find you to be a worthy enough, um, you know, organization to work with. and uh, that is why uh, we have been extremely cautious uh, in terms of building um, an organization or network which is extremely trusted by people downstream mm-hmm. um we enable our micro collectors with uh, technology with devices uh, quality measurement and uh, they do that on the field in front of the farmers right there mm-hmm. so tell farmers that hey your corn has 17.5 percent moisture yeah. oh but here are the prices at which we are buying from you mm-hmm. and uh we have a lot of anecdotal stories around that we uh we were working with a farmer i think somewhere in south sulawesi and uh, she was very surprised when uh, our sahabajiva told her that this was the total weight of the corn that she had grown because mm. and this was very early this was in late 2021 early 22 um when we were a relatively new player and she was sort of crying because uh, the weight that we offered her was much higher than what she was being offered by the local intermediary and uh, that was sort of the beginning for us in terms of yeah. how to mm. end up mm. so uh, we we are fair we do not cheat people based on weight or moisture or a fraction and we are transparent 
so if we are fair and if we are transparent about stuff uh mm. then it's just two things uh the first is how speedy are our transactions because if your transactions in terms of monetary dealings are delayed it results in some level of impatience yeah. which will very soon result into distrust right so how speedy are our transactions and the second part which is more important is how consistent are we with respect to making our transactions on time and our uh, analysis of what a farmer's crop looks like how much is paid how soon can we get them uh, mm. get this sold to them and on the input side how fast can we cater to their needs if they want seed treatment today can we deliver it in today mm. um we have been able to consistently deliver these services and that is what has built trust mm. now do we have trust everywhere maybe not yet but in our regions where we started maybe 3 seasons ago people know us people mm. value us. um that is that is how we have been doing it now in uh, newer regions you know it's it's a pretty funny incident like word of mouth spread so fast we we were launching in a new geography a couple of months ago and uh, some um, farmer came in and he was like i know jiva and like, how do you know jiva and mm. was like i have somebody who lives in um, east java where you're already operational and that's that's wow. what we- yeah and um, as soon as we created a transparency in our uh, um um pricing uh, the price declaration to farmers and collectors we started getting a lot of backlash from a lot of other players in the ecosystem they're mm. like why are you opening all of this up uh, it's creating mm. a us uh so that that's that's how you actually build trust now um we are at a very humble market share in a lot of geographies maybe a 14 15% market share in a lot of geographies but you know a lot of times there are people who open up our app and say that hey you know what jiva is offering this Yeah, offering me less so that that's the respect we have been able to command with consistency in our um, value proposition the part where we are talking about speed like the timeliness of financial transactions that is still a concern because mm. you know if you want to compare something to a direct in your face cash payment which which is essentially you know you get the feeling of counting money then and there mm. uh, that's still a challenge like no matter how fast you want to do it some processes around validation verification bank transfers they take time yeah we're trying to get them close to real time as close to real time as possible and improve our quality of service to an extent that whatever delta is left after that that shouldn't be a bother to the players the the farmers right so that's a, that's what the idea is i'm not sure if right. i want a uh, hmm. question but uh, this is what i have it is it is i think it answers the question very nicely and it illustrates kind of how uh the impact that we are looking uh through uh giving out this product and services for farmers and how digital uh, plays in that even though it is definitely a big challenge yes you're talking about you're talking about a section of people who are you know below party line and many mm. percent of the cases so while for us it might just be a transaction Mm-hmm. It's just like the six, seven months of effort that a farmer has put into growing that harvest, and you see the weight of that responsibility. It is just too yeah. much. So uh, we have, really we have huge. every reason to have a lot of pressure and getting every single mm-hmm. thing. Well, if you want to do a big thing, it's also a big responsibility and big risk, I guess. Yes, and then then um, trying to keep it simple is is a bigger challenge. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Simplicity is very important for you know in this field. Yeah. 
Yeah, but it's it's a it's a big challenge. It's a big uh, task that we are going to do. But you know, we we have a long way ahead of us. So we do one thing at a time. <laughs> the things that we're trying to do here are worth failing at, right? So mm. you can experiment, and you have to try and get these right. But this is I like the- that. Thank you so much for sharing this story. It's very uh, heartening. It's very it's very great to hear that it's actually making an impact, however small that is, however difficult it is to achieve. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you so much Arna for uh, this for was joining really- me. Yeah. Thank you for joining me. It was a great talk and I think like from this conversation when I added this, I will you know have more questions and maybe we can talk about it in the future future episodes always in always in for that this is fun this is a great great uh, initiative say goodbye to our listeners it was great uh, chatting with everyone hope i made some sense i hope i didn't waste you it. made a lot of sense thank you okay, take care